Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Rochelle, and this is the Bay Area Podcast here on the Bleed Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Citra Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. You can find me personally at Rochelle Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we're going to talk about the Golden State Warriors and some of their games coming up over the next couple of days from a betting perspective. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports. March Madness and baseball are finally upon us. Bet Online has you covered with all of the updated news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Van Podcast here in the Bleed Podcast Network. Now, before we end up going on break, we previewed what we're going to be doing for this week's show, and we're going to be doing, once again, a brief recap of what happened last week with the Golden State Warriors before getting into some of the games coming up next week. Now, unlike the previous weeks, we actually have a ton of games to choose from, and we don't have any repeating opponents. We have four different games against four different opponents, so there's definitely a lot of content for us to get through, but we're going to recap what happened last week first. Ended up doing pretty well. We only had three games to talk about, ended up going two and one in those. Really can't complain. Uh, Ended up being right about Golden State. Of course, the Warriors had really struggled without Curry, and that definitely showed up as they got killed by Sacramento and by Atlanta in back-to-back nights before rallying to beat Chicago at home on Monday. But Curry returned to the lineup, and that is why they were able to do so. But either way, uh, we're going to really not waste much more time because we do have four games to talk about. So let's get this underway. We do have one game taking place tonight. It's going to be between the Golden State Warriors as they end up traveling to Miami to take on the Heat. And for that matchup there, uh, we actually have some lines on these. Miami is currently favored by about two and a half or three, depending where you shop around. And you also can get the total right now at 219 or 218, depending where you shop around as well. Decent amount of under money. Has gone from around 219.5 to mostly 218, but I did say that there are a couple of 219s still available. And the spread has gone from Miami minus 2.5 to minus 3. Now looking at this actual matchup, this will be the second time these teams played this season. First game that they played was extremely entertaining. Warriors were down a decent amount, ended up coming from behind and winning the first meeting in overtime. But that was a while ago, and now Miami, of course, ended up making some big moves during the trade deadline, ended up picking up the likes of Victor Oladipo, who was expected to play his first game with the Heat in this matchup. Uh, Not really sure how many minutes he's going to play, because he hasn't played in a while, and not sure how well he's going to fit in, but that remains to be seen, and you do have to wonder if he'll provide a spark, or if he might take a little bit of time to actually get fully acclimated with the system. Meanwhile, Golden State's fully healthy. I know Eric Pascal will be out, but everyone else who had injury issues earlier in the year is healthy. Curry's back. Of course, Wiseman's still playing uh, Wiggins and Oubre have been playing well lately, Wiggins especially, who has played really well over the last couple of games. And Draymond Green is also healthy for this matchup. But looking at the actual lines here, I know Miami did play yesterday and they're beating Indiana on the road. So it has to travel from Indiana to Miami, 
with Notre Dame off in between. Meanwhile, Golden State hasn't played since the 29th. So Golden, uh, Golden State has a pretty huge rest advantage in this spot. So for me, I'm actually going to take Golden State here. I think that even though Miami is a pretty solid team, I cannot overlook that rest disparity. You had two days to prepare for Miami. Meanwhile, Miami had less than one day to prepare for Golden State and had to travel. It's really just a bad spot there. I do think that the Warriors will end up keeping this game extremely close and will eventually win this game. Should be very close by one possession or so, but I'll take the three points with Golden State. And I also really like the under in this spot. I think this total is too high. People look at the first meeting and they just say to themselves, well, the first meeting totaled 232 points, so why do you like the under here? And people forget that that first game ended up going overtime, and you ended up having 22 points in the extra period, so you only ended up with 210 in regulation. This total here is around 219, 218, depending on where you shop, and I think 219 is still too high. Miami, if you look at their last couple of games, has been extremely low scoring. Miami's last three games have totaled less than 216 points. Now they're suddenly uh, having a total of 219. Doesn't really make sense to me. I like the under there, and I do like Golden State to get the job done. Now looking at the uh, rest of the schedule for Golden State this upcoming week, we're going to transition to the second game, which is going to be on a Friday matchup. So it's back-to-back at Toronto, taking place uh, at 7 p.m. And of course, at Toronto really just means Florida. So the scheduling is not that bad because Toronto, of course, is playing in Tampa this season. So you have to travel from Miami to Tampa, which isn't that bad. Uh, But looking at the spot here, really no other way to put it besides the fact that Toronto is just an awful basketball team. Uh, You want to actually look at the recent results besides the fact they ended up keeping Lowry and you might think that maybe they're going to go on a run. Not quite. This team is 18-30, and last place in the division with about five games to spare. You go through every single result that this team has had. They beat the Nuggets by 24 points about a week ago. Other than that, though, they've had no other wins since February 26th. They won one game in the entire month of March. That's how bad this team has been. They end up having a day off uh, leading up to this Golden State game, and Golden State does not, so rest advantage definitely benefits Toronto. Toronto just lost on the road to Oklahoma City with no Gildas Alexander, no Dort, no Pokashevsky, and no Horford. So Oklahoma City had nobody. And Toronto still lost by double digits. This team is terrible. And even though this team does have a rest advantage in the spot, I got to take Golden State. There's really no way that I can take Toronto. I got to fade this team at all costs. This team has completely fallen apart. There's really no other way to put it. Uh, this team, at, at this point in the season, considering the fact that a playoff spot is pretty much out of uh, reach, I guess. You, I mean, anything's possible hypothetically, but still, it's not likely this team's going to make the playoffs. You might as well consider punting and trying to get a good draft pick, maybe rebuild a little bit for next year once you ship off Lowry during the offseason. But as a whole, this Toronto team just is awful, and I don't really want to spend much time breaking this game down because Toronto, we all know how bad they are. Meanwhile, Golden State has been a little bit underwhelming, but with Curry, of course, they're a much better team. And I think Golden State, with Curry, is a better team than Toronto right now, home or on the road, with the rest advantage or without rest advantage. So i got to take Golden State here. I think Golden State should probably be favored uh, by a couple of points in this spot, but I do like Golden State. I just have to fade Toronto because this team is completely imploding right in front of everybody's eyes. And really nobody noticed because they're Toronto, and really nobody cares. But this team definitely has struggled, and I will continue to fade the struggling team. Now looking at the next matchup, you do have on Sunday, April 4th. So you do have one day off uh, before facing off against Atlanta on the road. Now these teams just played 
Uh, Curry did not play on that Friday night game, and, well, that you could probably tell Curry didn't play because Atlanta killed them, and Atlanta won by 16 points. Wiggins did play well, though, had 29 points and 7 rebounds. Draymond Green had 9 assists and didn't attempt a shot. So Draymond was just running around facilitating, but he wasn't even pretending to look for a shot. And the main weapon for Atlanta in that matchup was John Collins, who was ridiculous. Collins had 38 points, 12 rebounds. Really, nobody could stop him. And he also went 4 for 5 from 3, 14 of 19 from the floor. It was the best game he's had as a pro. I like Collins a lot as a player, but Draymond had no answers for him. Wiseman had no answers for him. Him and Capella, really. Capella in that game against Wiseman really dominated. Had 18 points and 15 rebounds with 3 blocks and 2 steals. He was fantastic. And Trey Young, 21-15. Solid numbers for points and assists for the combo. Now he did go 6 for 14 and 1 for 6 from the floor. So not the most efficient performance. But 21-15 is definitely nothing to scoff at. But then again, you remember he was mostly being guarded by Jordan Poole. Now he'd have to get matched up against Curry. I think that definitely should be a closer game. But this game is taking place in Atlanta. You have to wonder if Golden State has enough firepower to take on the Hawks. However, the Hawks have really been playing some terrible basketball. If you just look at the recent results, you actually just go through the lines here. They're in the middle of a pretty long West Coast trip, which should be ending relatively soon. But that West Coast trip has definitely appeared to take something out of the Hawks. Because this team was peaking right after and ended up hiring McMillan as the coach. Won a couple of games in a row. You look at them now. Since the road trip started, they beat the Lakers. Now, of course, the Lakers are, well, extremely shorthanded. And LeBron actually got injured during that game. Ended up losing to the Clippers. Lost to the Kings. Beat Golden State with no Curry. Lost to Denver and lost to Phoenix. So, on that road trip, Atlanta is actually 2-4. and four with both wins coming against teams at less than 100%, because even before LeBron got injured, you had no Anthony Davis, of course. But LeBron got injured in, I believe, the early second quarter of that game, and Atlanta, since that moment, has, well, been awful. Uh, because the Lakers game, once LeBron got injured, of course, you could tell Atlanta was going to win. They struggled, but they won by five. Since then, really looked lost, but that was against some good teams. Clippers, uh, the Kings aren't that great, but they have played better lately. Golden State, of course, they ended up winning was the only game they won besides the Laker game on the road trip, which makes sense because Golden State was shorthanded. Got killed by Denver and then lost to Phoenix. Um, ended up playing San Antonio, New Orleans, and then at home against Golden State. So it is going to be the first home game following a very, very long eight-game road trip. And you do have to wonder if Atlanta will get a bit of a spark from playing at home for the first time in several weeks. But the way that I simply see it is I still like Golden State in this spot. Atlanta really just has not been playing well. And I know that Atlanta was able to beat Golden State. We Everyone knows that Golden State's a different team when Curry plays and when he doesn't. And I think that Golden State should definitely look a lot sharper, especially offensively, against Atlanta. And I do think that Young will have a seriously hard time guarding Curry if they get matched up on each other. So, look at that matchup there. I actually like the Warriors to get it done on the road. Atlanta... I do acknowledge this team has talent. I still don't know if Collins and Young can play together because of some behind-the-scenes stuff about Collins wanting to be a bigger uh, contributor to a team, potentially being a team's number one. I don't know if that's feasible really in, in today's NBA, but that's what Collins wants, and I'm sure he'll get paid a massive contract in the near future. But either way, Atlanta really has struggled, and before I start backing Atlanta... I want to actually see if this team can turn it around. I know people are going to be concerned at the last matchup. 
I'm kind of throwing it out because I think Curry is just that valuable to the team. So I do think that Golden State will have a nice performance here on Sunday with the day off in between the game against Toronto. So looking at the Tuesday game, the final game we're going to be talking about on this week's show, it's going to be between the Warriors and the Bucks, taking place on Tuesday, April 6th. Uh, looking at that one, that's going to be taking place at home. Now for this matchup here, I like Milwaukee. Uh, just looking at the matchup, I don't think anyone on Golden State can even pretend to guard Giannis. Not to mention the fact they still have Middleton, they still have Drew Holiday. I know Milwaukee has been an inconsistent team all season long. When this team rolls, they roll. And when this team struggles, they struggle. But Milwaukee just has too much talent for me. I'm just going through the matchups here in my head. Of course, you got Middleton, you got Drew Holiday, you got Giannis. I don't really know what you do with any of those guys. A lot of people acknowledge Drew Holiday as being the best defensive point guard in the league. I think that he can potentially, I don't want to say slow down Curry, but I think he can he can give him a difficult time. Meanwhile, you look at everyone else, nobody can guard Giannis on the Warriors. And Middleton, I think Middleton can be a matchup problem for Golden State because I don't exactly think that Wiggins and Ash or Oubre are very good defenders. Wiggins has been improved defensively and is a pretty solid rim protector for a forward. I don't think he's really a great wing defender, though. I think he's more of a pretty solid, I don't want to say a rim-protecting wing, but I think you know what I'm trying to say. I just think Middleton is a little bit too offensively, I'd say, talented, and I think he has a few too many moves for Wiggins to handle, and I do think that Wiggins will struggle to guard him. So for that matchup, I just think Giannis is going to have a huge game, uh, especially it's on TNT. Giannis can probably go for 35 and 15. I don't think anyone, anyone would really be surprised. And at the same point, I think Holiday can probably get you 18. I think Middleton can probably get you about 24. It's a lot of points, and I just don't think Golden State has enough weapons in order to actually combat that. So I do like the Bucks in that spot on Tuesday. So we're going to recap once again all my thoughts for the games, uh, all four of them, uh, before uh, officially wrapping up the show. But looking at the matchups in order, I like Golden State to get the job done plus the points against Miami uh, today. I also like the under in that game. I like Golden State tomorrow against Toronto. Uh, Toronto's just terrible. I have to fade them as much as possible. Then they have a day off and then end up playing against Atlanta on the road on Sunday. I like Golden State in that spot as well. I just think Atlanta right now is playing some pretty poor basketball, and I do think the McMillan thing might have provided a bit of a spark, but it appears that spark has faded, and I don't exactly want to back Atlanta right now. And then they play on Tuesday against Milwaukee at home, and I like Milwaukee here. I just think Milwaukee's too talented. So just to recap uh, overall, my thoughts on Golden State after going... Two and three last week, but uh, sorry, going two and one last week. Sorry, definitely did better than that. After going two and one last week in the three games, I thought Golden State would lose all three. I was down on Golden State because I wasn't sure when Curry was going to come back. Now that Curry's back in the lineup, I think Golden State will get back on track. You saw it against Chicago. This team looked a lot sharper, and I do think that Golden State will win the next three games before inevitably losing to Milwaukee on Tuesday. But other than that, though. That's been an installment of the Betting Barrier Podcast here in the Podcast Network. Good luck to all of you and respect the best today. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.